Larry Walker's in, Marcelo Zuna's out, and much more. It's coming up right now. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. No matter how you're listening, thank you, thank you, thank you. Whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio.com, iHeartRadio, the plethora of ways that you can take part in this show. My name's Mike Stevenson. You can find me on Twitter at Mike's on First. Oh, okay, so uh, a couple things to go over. It is Thursday, January 23rd, 2020. The phone number for the show, 615-499-6690. Hall of Fame announcement was made this week. The class of 2020 is rounded out with Derek Jeter getting in with a near unanimous vote. One person, one person left Jeter off the list. But more importantly, at least to us as Cardinals fans, Larry Walker, finally, in his final year of eligibility, has made it in to baseball's Hall of Fame. And well-deserving, too. Uh, His career started with the Montreal Expos, took him all the way to Colorado, and then he spent his last year and a half, or whatever it was, with the St. Louis Cardinals. So... Uh, big congratulations to him. Very well deserved. Why do you think it took so long for a guy like Walker to get in? And a guy like Jeter gets in on the very first try, which I want to touch on something here. Everybody, everybody is just tore up, tore up from the floor up about Jeter not getting in unanimously. He doesn't get to join Mo as a unanimous entry into the Hall of Fame. Okay. That's, uh... (laughs) Mariano Rivera shouldn't have gotten in unanimously. Is he a Hall of Famer? Yeah. Is Jeter a Hall of Famer? Yeah. Unanimous? No. All that shows is a bunch of crotchety old guys' complete love affair with the Yankees of the 90s. I mean, I'm not going to lie, they were some stacked teams. And honestly, Jeter's a borderline Hall of Famer anyway. Yeah, I said it. You can at me all day, I don't care. He's a borderline Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer, but just barely. Scott Rowland should have got in on his first year of eligibility if Derek Jeter can. And I don't want to hear nothing about rings. Those teams were stacked. They would have won those rings without Jeter. I don't care what you say. 1996, somebody else would have been there to catch that fly ball. Yeah. Jeter's not that special. Very good player. 2,000 hits. 3,000 hits, whatever it is. Easy to get when you play 20 years. 
I mean, eventually you'll, you'll cross the threshold. I'm teasing for the most part. I, Jeter is a Hall of Famer. I just, I just take issue with this entire thing revolving around the idea that, oh, he played for those Yankees teams in the late 90s. Oh, he's the captain. Oh, okay, cool. Don't particularly care. I think there's other players. I mean, if Jeter gets in on the the first first ballot Hall of Famer, Scott Rowland should have been. Jimmy Edmonds should have been. Were they Cardinals? Yes. Doesn't matter. (laughs) They still should have been. Uh, But as far as importance for Cardinals fans, Larry Walker gets in. uh, Simba, Ted Simmons, getting in as well. So... We do have that going on. Now, uh, uh, while Larry Walker is in, Marcel Ozuna is out. Yep, he signs a uh, one-year contract with the Atlanta Braves, $18 million, going to be playing left field. And uh, if you take a look at Cardinals Twitter, you would think the sky is falling down. The world is coming to an end. Marcelo Zuna is no longer a Cardinal. It is interesting. It is very interesting. Uh, $18 million goes to the Braves. One-year deal. It's only $200,000 more than what the qualifying offer was. So why did the Cardinals offer that but then want to turn around and sign him? Well, to me, it's a pretty easy question to answer. Number one, they gave him the qualifying offer because he knew he was going to go somewhere and they are going to get the draft pick. Sole reason they did it. They knew he wasn't going to accept it. So once uh, he turned the qualifying offer down, I think at that point there was going to be no other offers made. I know there was rumors out there, people saying, oh, okay, well, the Cardinals are in on Ozuna. Maybe. But given the comments of uh, DeWitt that $170 million was going to be about it, and there wasn't any room on payroll. Okay. You know, notice he gave those comments at the Cardinals winter warm-up. And two days later, Ozuna signs. I think that's all the answer you need to know. But Mike, where, what, about, what about Nolan Arenado? What about Nolan Arenado? We're going to talk about that, and I'm going to touch on the Astros and Red Sox cheating candle. Scandal, if I can learn to talk. Coming up next, right here, Locked on Cardinals. Hey, it's Locked on Cardinals, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Mike here with you, and Mike's on first on Twitter. And uh, Nolan Arenado, we kind of touched on this a couple of days ago. Kind of got a little ticked off, a little angry, a little upset. And what was going on with the Rockies. Wouldn't elaborate exactly on what it was. Just that he was disrespected. It ignited a uh, rumor. Or the rumor mills again. Well, he's going to be traded. He's going to be traded before spring training. I honestly don't know if he will or he won't. I do know that the Cardinals probably should call up the Rockies. And see exactly what's going on, if he's still available, and if this changes their mind on stuff. Probably doesn't, and that's okay. 
uh, because yesterday he also issued a somewhat kind of an apology, stating it was out of character for him to do this stuff and blah, 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 blah. He's going to get ready for spring training and do his best to be the best for his teammates. So where does that leave St. Louis and Nolan Arenado? Right where it is, because here's the thing to remember. DeWitt said the payroll is $170 million. Okay. Well, that leaves basic, basically they'd have to trade Matt Carpenter along with the package of prospects because that would pay for about half of Carpenter or half of uh, Arenado's salary while leaving the remaining half to cover him for the next two years. You know, I just don't see it happening. I really want it to happen. I so badly want it to happen. It'd be so, so nice if that were the case. But I, I really don't think it's going to happen. In fact, I have to be completely honest with you. Taking a look at the Cardinals for 2020, they're in worse shape than they were in 2019. I don't believe they needed to sign Marcelo Zuna. I do think they need another bat. They are short. Maybe the young guys come around, but right now, I believe Ronald Acuna Jr., Mookie Betts, guys like that, they have more war by themselves in the entire Cardinals outfield combined. Combined. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Cardinals also rank 30th in what they've spent on free agents. Uh, signing Matt Weeders to that deal. The Weeders deal, by the way. Uh, I don't know if we mentioned that in the last one, but yeah, Matt Weeders coming back as Yanni's back up, and uh, he's back on a one-year deal. I don't remember the amount off the top of my head. But the Cardinals uh, standing pat. No, not even standing pat. You know, letting some guys go, believing in the youth, ready for the next generation. Um, but also probably a little bit unwilling to admit that um, signing Carpenter to that deal was a bad idea. Carpenter's not in the deal. Arenado might actually be a Cardinal right now. No way to know for sure. But And I like Matt Carpenter. I hope he does well. But I'm just telling you, it's time to get used to what the Cardinals are right now. And that is a Marcel Ozunalis, Nolan Aeronautilus team. That's what they're going to be. Uh, their identity is going to be forged probably in their defense. I think we're looking at a defense first team. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt, I was really hoping to see a big year from him offensively, but without protection around him, unless we suddenly get a big year out of Tyler O'Neill, Dylan Carlson, or uh, somebody like that. I, I don't know that that's going to happen. You know, I, 25 home runs maybe. A little bit of a step back, but it's not going to be his fault entirely. Uh, you know, unless you got protection around him, he's not going to see any good pitches. Because why would he? If you're not scared of the guy batting behind Goldschmidt, then why are you going to see? Why is he going to see anything good? They're just going to throw him junk. It's the exact reason the Cardinals went and got Matt Holiday for uh, Albert Pools a few years back. So we'll keep an eye on that situation as well. Uh, before we go. Do want to uh, let you know that I have not forgotten about the Astros and Red Sox cheating scandal, Alex Cora, Jeff Loonhow, 
all those guys completely gone. Carlos Beltran, I mean, the most Mets move ever. <laughs> Gets fired or steps back or whatever before he ever manages a single game. I like Carlos Beltran, by the way. Uh, so there is a question posed on Twitter by our network. Is this going to taint the last years of the decade the way the steroid scandal tainted the 90s? You know, I don't know. It depends on how prevalent the cheating is. Um, you know, it's a lot of people were all over the Cardinals and uh, their scouting director, Correa, uh, simply because, you know, like, hey, they hacked into the Astros. Well, now the Astros are accused of even worse cheating, losing draft picks for two years, a $5 million fine, Lunau, Hinch, all gone. Uh, I don't know. I think it ends there. I think that was probably the biggest difference between Rob Manfred and Bud Seelig. And, and it's, I'm going to give, I don't normally do this because I think Manfred's not a very good commissioner, but in this one regard, he has stepped up decisively and he's put a stop to this. Now, are they going to, and let's be clear about something. Stealing signs isn't a bad thing. If you do it the right way, yes, in baseball, there's a right way to steal signs. If you're tipping pitches, if there's a guy on second and you're not doing your best to cover up your signs, you know, that's on you. But when you're using technology, no, that's, it's not a good look, not a good look at all. And they've got to, it's got to be something, something's got to, it's got to have a stop to it simply because otherwise you you think you've seen some baseball fights before, um, Jose Altuve, Alex Bergman, they're going to be counting the, they're going to be counting the bruises after a lot of these games. You know, I bet Aroldis Chapman can't wait to get in there and fire a fastball in. As far as AJ Hintz, uh, Jeff Lunhow, Alex Cora, those guys go, I don't know about AJ Hintz. He might get another chance to manage at the major league level. Uh, Cora, Lunau, they're done. They never get another job in baseball. Uh, there, believe it or not, there's some Cardinals fans who are like, yeah, give it a year and bring Lunau back. No. You don't want that kind of baggage. And that's the main reason they won't get a job. It's not that they're not good at the job. They just it's too much baggage. So to answer the question, I don't think so. Uh, in some of the stuff you've been seeing around, like, oh, you know, strike their names from the record books and put an asterisk for the history or whatever. You know, vacate the titles, give it to the Dodgers. Simply put, there's no way to, there's no way to, there's no way to do it right. There's no way it's going to, you know, you can't go back in time and undo it. The Astros won in 2017. Even if they cheated. The Red Sox won in 2018. Even if they cheated. Um, those World Series victories are probably tainted, yeah. You know, Mark McGuire is one of my favorite players. He's the fate for, for, for good or worse. Or whatever, you know, good or ill. Better or worse. Uh, he's the face of the steroid stuff. You know, and I think it's a crying shame that Bonds is going to get into the Hall of Fame and McGuire won't. McGuire's a borderline Hall of Famer. I'm not saying he's a surefire lock, but he's a borderline guy. 
But if steroids is the only thing that kept him out, then how's Bonds and the other guys getting it? That's a conversation for another time. Anyway, what do you think? Do you think this sign-stealing stuff is more prevalent than anyone's let on? Let us know. 615-499-6690. Probably be next week sometime before another one of these comes out. But until then, you stay safe. Stay good out there. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next time right here on Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.